0: Everybody is a star. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with the returning Queen of Indies, Lucy Eward.: Hello. Hey. Hi. And we're joined
1: by the bearded wonder, Mr. <laughs> Adel Hello. Hey, we missed you, Lucy. I feel like, uh, you, you know, you're doing your whole job thing and, and being a productive member mm-hmm. of society, and it's like, oh, I haven't even seen you on Discord that much. So I'm glad to yeah. see
2: you. Yeah, I'm tired. That's fair.
0: <laughs> but Lucy, we miss you. Yes. Give us your attention, please.
2: I'll give you all my attention <laughs> for the next two hours and then not talk to you again for... Until next year. <laughs> <gasps> until, until next, next year. year? Oh, shit,
1: you're bailing on the rest of the year? Oh. Ooh.
2: Uh, no, because this is some of the only times I actually see other people, so... <laughs> um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, last week I was just nose to the grindstone.
0: It's got to be done yeah. sometimes, though.
2: Yeah. Hopefully just that one week. Mm. Fair. Plus I had played no games and I don't think... Maybe had a beer. Yeah, I had a beer. Okay. Which has since been dry This is how spaced out I am. Um, I ordered a order from Honest Brew. Uh-huh. I got the email saying it's en route this morning. you forgot about it. And when I went down to do my cup of tea, which I'm gonna be drinking this episode, I saw the box there and I was like, When did that come? Did that come today? <laughs> Didn't even that's know it was just, there. Just hold How up How long have those been there? Hold up yeah, in your room like, working away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Are those even cold? I don't know. I don't know when they arrive, so that's for next week. Nice got tea.
0: Nice. Mm. Well, it's 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 good. I've started I've started saving up, uh, buying a, an extra couple of beers, just to start putting into a um, Christmas slash our end of year chat um, kind of stash as that's well. That's a good mm. idea. Mm. But I'll probably drink them before that happens. See, yeah, this yeah. is this is the problem. I've got a very <laughs> tasty looking eleven and a half percent chili chocolate stout. Ooh, where, from mm, whom? Yes. I
1: don't know who. Maybe from. we can it's coordinate. Got
0: a, it's got a skull on the front. It's in a bottle as well. A bottle. I know. What the hell is a who bottle? It is. I know. It's got. A, it's got a skull on the front. There's. I thought it looked like a Christmas beer. because it's. Uh, it's got like red and New green thing? stuff in behind the this this skull. Skull. Um, he's got
2: skulls. Skull. You know, it's like weird beard. There's like. It's not, not weird lap-latter. beard. It's not a weird beard beard. Skulls. I don't no, know. it's El Pirata, isn't it? Beer? You isn't might it find beer? it.
0: Who knows? Who knows?
2: I'm just thinking of
1: breweries or skulls.
0: Maybe I'll just bring it up to the room <laughs> next week, and I can just yeah. show everybody, and then hide it away in my. Little I was going to say if
1: if, <laughs> if if I if I try and track it down, maybe there'll be more impetus that we have to co-program it. That you might feel like you can't have it. That's probably oh, the idea. Sounds- it sounds good, and it? it's like, you just sort of half-described it, and I'm like, what, one of those? It's like, wait, <laughs> I could get one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I have was so the technology. close to
2: I was so close to pulling the trigger on a, I think it was a brew york beer, that was mm-hmm. like 10% imperial oh. style or something. Sort of mm. I, I couldn't do it because it was like £7 and I was like, I could get two off beers for this price. <laughs> Especially right? on sale for like yeah. Black Friday. I think I think of, this like,
0: chilli chocolate one was um, was like 8 maybe seven ninety nine, I think but I'm like mm, end of year, maybe Christmas day kind of beer I'll, I'll treat myself to something a little bit yeah. bigger um, but for this evening um, mm. I, I, I do have one slightly themed beer and another treat but uh, Lucy you're not drinking this evening, you're having your tea, I'll uh,
1: my tea no so man.
0: we'll see what you've got first please Adol what are you going to
1: drink? Uh, sorry, oh, hold on mm. um, so the cat was coughing and I thought maybe I'm just gonna move throw. the tablet off the ground beside him if he wants to do a hairball. <laughs>
0: just up all all over your stuff, brilliant. <laughs> uh, I think
1: it was literally like a. <clears throat> and
2: yeah, like, I, I know. Think that it was retching sound, and it's
3: like yeah, it's it was. News. It
1: was the beginning of the <laughs> oh no, and then it was like, and now he's a, yeah. now he's a little Paul. like like look at that. Barely a cat. Oh, camera does not like. Uh, anyway, uh, right. So throw pillow is not throwing up. Um, what we're doing? Oh,
3: <laughs> sorry. I was having a beer. That's what's going on.
1: <laughs> oh, good lord! I don't know. We're all we're all just giddy with the. I mean, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, but also it. Here in the UK, in England, lockdown two ends tomorrow, right? That's what they yes. said a few weeks ago. Yes, so, says a man in tier three. Yeah, um,
2: as, as am I. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> makes uh, zero difference. I think. From being I, in my I, house I think tier three is anyway. tier three
0: is basically Worst. just all of the uh, all of the cities that that London don't like really, um, or Westminster it's,
2: don't. It's like. napalm areas. Yeah, um, just napalm it all. Um, <laughs> I already cracked it. Just let me go. You yeah. Be done. <laughs>
1: At least I'll be warm. That's true. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, does not matter? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, technically, I think Tier 3 is is more strict than Lockdown 2 was. But, okay. uh, yes. cause, yeah, because you can't do as many like, outdoor gathering things. Yeah, and no. You can't have a single person in your house that wasn't born on a Wednesday of a leap year. <laughs> not that it was the leap day, but of a leap year. Um, but don't worry; it's all very sun. straightforward. We've streamlined it, um, so the blue moon. I was looking Wednesday. at those
2: rules, and I was like, "All right, I'll just won't leave the house again." So I mean, just carry on as normal.
1: The problem is, like, that's the natural response. But boy, are there a whole bunch of people in this country who don't don't have the natural response. Um, I did have good natural response to the sipping of the little bit left on the can of this vocation. Oh, ooh, the. Mm, trying to trick this algorithm. Yeah, Vocation Bigger Boat. There we go. I just have to keep my head right here, and then the focus works. Um it is a um Bigger Boat four percent hazy pale. From Vocation Brewery, um oh, loads of flavor text. A Trans Pacific pale brewed with hops from New Zealand and West Coast USA, with waves of hoppy aroma followed by a quenching bite of bitterness. This is a beer Worth getting your jaws around. Very Shop good. Shop online twenty four seven. Yeah. Vocationbrewery dot uh, Pour carefully; <laughs> may contain sediment. Nice. It's, and it's oh the, oh it actually tells you sorry. Uh, so it's a Centennial BBC and Nelson Sauvin hops. Cool. That's what I'm having. What are you having, Ben? Brilliant. Um, I'm going to start with
0: a beer from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Uh, who are a New York brewer this is Citra Dreams a hazy IPA uh, double dry hopped with Citra Hops doesn't give me much more information than that other than it is 7% and it is one pint I mean, it's American so 16 fluid ounces um, I don't know what that works out in millilitres but it's bigger than the 440ml I've got but it's probably not quite as big as a 500 so, well it might be a 500 actually is an American pint exactly 500ml? Um, Who knows? American friends, let us know. You probably won't, but you yeah. could. Uh, but <laughs> I got this in a little... Uh, well, it's not that little. It's quite large. Uh, beer 52 Christmas Advent Box. Ooh. So this is, this is beer number one. It was, it, it's my gift from my mother yeah. for Christmas. As well, I got a message from nice. her saying, your gift is turning up today. You know, last week sometime. Uh, but i also got this nice little Christmassy beer 52 glass.
2: Oh, well. that is nice. Very seasonal. Which I'll
1: crack it mm. into. Um, To save responses, although feel free to do so, uh, a US pint, the liquid pint is 473 mils, and the less common dry pint is 551 mils.
2: What's a dry pint?
1: <laughs> I believe it's when you use it like a... a old, old recipes used pints of like flour or something. Right. Oh, so yes. dry goods.
2: The only pints I know are wet liquidy ones.
1: Only ones you should know, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. Agreed. Good. Right, I've just cracked it. I've poured
1: it into my glass, but we'll come back to you first, adult. Yes. Um. So, it's got a lovely, citrusy uh, and slightly tangy um, nose. Mm. Okay. So sort of a slight haze, a quite yellow somewhere between straw and light honey. Mm-hmm. Um, look that's what it looks like. God, Batil, just brain work. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so so it's a soft nose. But like I said, it's got some some so a bit of tropical, a bit of citrus, and touch of bitterness. Um, really um really nice calming Nose. Oh, oh, this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> you know what it was? I saw the cam, and I was talking about the aroma, and I read the words, waves of hoppy aroma, and my brain was like, don't just read the copy, don't say the things the <laughs> copy was saying. And then I was like, I don't know. Uh, nose? What? Mm, brain? Um, it's real tasty. Um, Let me have another sip.
2: think anyway, that's enough. As long as it tastes good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think. Yeah. So it, it's got this light tropical edge, and a, again, more like a tangerine citrus, but understated. Mm. So just a bit of sweet citrus, mm-hmm. and then it ends quite hoppy with this like lingering bitterness, um, which because of the citrus starts a little grapefruity before it gives away to a slightly more piney hoppy bitterness. Um, really refreshing. I like how. So now that I've been. Blathering. I'm noticing just how long that um, hoppy finish is. It's really quite a long finish. So you could easily sip this four percent. Sort of if you wanted a proper IPA type taste um, to sort of session at four percent. I think it's a really great. It's called bigger boat, and I liked it. I I think that it's a good descriptor because it feels bigger than it is. It feels like a bigger IPA, but is only four percent. And like I said, that long finish and that like. It's not like a bang in your face uh, IPA taste, but it's 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 got all the hits of an IPA, but sort of a little more understated, and it, that just works. And so, I don't know if I'll nurse it just because wow, well, it's it's Tuesday evening, but I could <laughs> easily see myself yeah. nattering away at people at the pub and kind of like sometimes forgetting, and then having a quaff and then not really re- needing to re- re- replenish because it's not drying my mouth out, and it's got this long bitter finish, this hot-y, yeah. slightly piney finish. Really, really nice, tasty beer. Kind of, kind of what I was hoping for. It as like first beer of the night, etc. Good, solid, Mm. nice, perfect. Okay, cool. Uh, On to Citra Dreams then.
0: Um, It's a similar sort of color to your beer, maybe a little bit uh, orangey than than yours, which which did look Mm. a little more yellow, kind of across the camera. But barely any head to it. Getting a little waft of of fruits off of the nose. It's quite light. It did say it's double dry hopped with Citra. It does, you do get that very light citrus but it is a bit more tropical fruit coming off of the nose. Hmm. Okay. And in the flavour, you're getting a similar similar flavour to what you're, you're getting from the nose. But it's got this nice very low bitterness, kind of underlying those those tropical fruits. And those tropical fruits are quite sweet. Um, what are they? Hard to pick out. Mm, it is hard to pick out because there's this this bitterness, this piny bitterness, kind of almost presents itself sort of straight away and just runs through with everything. Keeping quite level, but leaving you with this ever so slightly soured taste to it you know it's a a piney bitterness but it just turns at the end I don't know whether that's the combination of the getting to the end of the fruit flavor and that piney bitterness still sort of being there but it sours very slightly on the end which isn't unpleasant but it just it just takes that little kind of turn which uh you know different to Adol's beer makes me want to go back in for those initial flavors that I'm getting mm. so it wants me to come back down it's it's really dry as well so it's dried my mouth right out
2: it's a dry point
0: <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's nice it's good it's got this little like smoky hint to it as well oh uh, that's because I've been Having a cigarette, but it does have <laughs> a slightly smoky. I mean, you can you can feel it in with that bitterness as well. There was just something in alongside that which just makes it a little bit kind of hmm 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 hmm. Still hard to figure out what these fruits are though. But it's going back very quickly. It's very easy to drink, and with that very quick turnaround and that drying out on that flavour as well, and it making me reach for it. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not bad to to go back to it. I want those initial sort of sweeter uh, fruit oh. flavours combined with that nice piney bitterness. That is, you know, that is the flavour that I want from this beer rather than that finish. Uh, but it's, it's not going to last very long. Irrelevant of whatever stupid size American pints are. <laughs> um,
1: so... so so it sounds like it's like it's doing that thing that I sometimes complain about, which is like forcing you to yes. to requalf. But you're quite happy to do to do that because the the pacing of you liking the taste and it drying your mouth out is kind of in sync.
0: Yes, they are, and I and I imagine that will start to peter out a little bit as I drink more of it and as my palate becomes a bit more accustomed to it. The time between sips will start to get a little bit longer, and it it probably. Will dry me out just as much, but again, I have become accustomed to that, so I won't be reaching for it quite as much during those sort of initial uh, flavors. And the glass doesn't tell me uh, how big it is, but I would imagine it's maybe three thirty mil, perhaps two thirds of a pint, yeah. somewhere on there. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, so two I'm kind of on my. Uh, I drank about half the glass and filled it right up, and there's a little bit more in the can left. So. It's gonna be one where I, where I you know, it's gonna kind of drain pretty quickly, I would think. But we'll see if we get, you know, the next forty minutes in and I've still got that little bit left, how much it um, you know, built on my palate and allowed me to kind of get accustomed to it really. So Yes. I'm gonna enjoy this. How do you enjoy your beer? Lucy, you've got your tea.
1: Let's start yeah. talking. Oh yeah, about what kind of what kind of tea are you drinking, um, Luz? Uh,
2: just normal tea. I used um, full-fat milk because I couldn't be bothered to Ooh. open the semi-skim that I usually put into it. So more luxurious, is, yes, creamier. My life today,
0: yes. Mm. I've one had full half fat milk cream. For a long time. Sorry, what? Cream. I I just said I haven't had full-fat milk for a long time.
1: Oh, I haven't had milk in a long time, unless it's something yeah, one of my housemates is cooking. Mm.
3: Fair,
2: fair. I'm a semi skinned gal.
1: Yeah, mm. I um, I like that mug. It's nice and big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, yes. I don't take milk with it my coffee right nor my face. tea. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes so I like,
2: just have black tea. Yeah.
1: But I realized like that was like my main vector for milk was like tea or drinking it straight because I grew up drinking a lot of milk because it's good for your bones," said my mom over yeah. and over. You don't wanna um, get
2: rickets. Hmm, <laughs> isn't
1: milk?
2: that vitamin C? Vitamin yeah. D, probably. <laughs> yes, I think it's vitamin D. Don't
0: it's vitamin C, on that's scurvy. Scurvy's vitamin C, isn't it? It's yeah, what people yeah. on boats used to get because they didn't have any vitamin C. Um, yeah, that's, I mean,
1: you that's why gin and tonic to became a drink, was because of malaria and scurvy. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, so the uh, quinine uh, in the tonic was oh, a, I mean, it's medicinal. Almost. Uh, so it's, oh. And it was, it's quinine is anti malarial. So that was why people had their drinks with tonic water was because if I'm going to have to have this stuff, I might as well put fucking gin in it. Uh, yes. And then the, the wedges were part of the scurvy stuff.
3: <laughs> okay. Literally. Like,
1: so, so that's when, when you first have gin and tonic. Like, why does anyone like this? This is a weird tasting drink. And then you get used to it because, well, alcoholism and that's the way people work. It's great. Um, but, yeah, the reason why you're like, this is weird, for, right, on first blush is because it's kind of weird. It's real tasty now. Don't get me wrong. I can, yeah, I don't turn down and G's and, and T's. Um, but yeah, that that uh, that's your fun fact for the evening.
0: Nice.
2: Thank you. A good place or morning to wherever you listen. Doing to it for my yeah. health when I have G and T. Mhm. That's it. Especially if you are in a malaria-ridden
1: country. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe you don't need to worry. <laughs> <It's>...
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure all uh, well. all spirits can kind of be justified in some way as being you know good for you and, and slightly I mean, medicinal. F- yeah, they definitely use right. that one. You need it. Mm. Like we all know, Coral,
2: love your skin
0: Yeah, we all know my exploits with <laughs> Jägermeister So it's you know it's just pretty much medicine <laughs> these days. Um, good. Let's talk about some video games or topics related to video games, depending on what we want to talk about this week. Um, we may be a little light on games that we've played, but I thought I'd jump in um, to give an update. Uh, Adel, I've already mentioned this to you, but Lucy last week, Adel and I were talking about the Last Guardian,
1: the <laughs> no. T Micro PlayStation. Sorry. 4, I didn't know what you were going to uh, talk about, and I'm, uh, yep, I'm pretty I'm laughing. glad I missed that. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk <laughs> about this
0: for too long because uh, I was I was I was positive, I was fully positive last episode. The game had started off well; it had led me in, and then it got to a point where you can control what the bird dog does.
2: Bird dog, bird dog, bird dog,
1: kakaa, bird dog. Wait, bird dog. sorry, kid. Could, could you say that last sentence again? You can. You can control can what you? the bird. You can give it
0: command. All right. You can give there's, it commands. There's a very nuanced difference. Yes. Yeah. You can that's what give I was it getting Commands, at. and you should be able to control the bird dog. But fuck if that bird dog don't want to do what it wants to do, and completely ignores what the kid wants it to do. Uh, there's there's one element where it teaches you and tells you that you can do this so I went through it and I'm like "Mm, okay this is a little bit more finicky a little bit awkward it's not quite as accurate as it should be I made my way out of that space with the bird dog we get to this bridge and I tell it to jump over because the bridge is broken great all of that's working fine Mm -hmm. and then there's this hanging landing with some steps but like up in the air because the bottom is broken and it clearly wants it to get up somehow for me to jump on it hmm. and that fucking bird dog would not go over to those goddamn steps it kept picking a point of wall like it just honed in on this one area of wall which was just too far away for me to jump over to this point point. and any time I tried to make it go over that way it would sit down I make it go the other way It like literally the, the, the bit of ground is here with this platform in the middle and on the side where we've come from are two arches which are the, which the bird dog has to duck underneath to get through and for some reason every time I wanted it to go over here it kept going back under the fucking arch and then getting stuck in that little bit and I'm like oh no I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I must have I spent about five minutes trying to do it and I'm like no nope, done yeah, I just deleted minutes, it from many. my machine yeah, I'm like yeah. I cannot be fucked with this if this game is not going to appreciate my time uh, and and be responsive, then I'm yeah. done, and, and all of those kinds of criticism that it had are completely justified now in my eyes. Fuck yeah. that game, it's stupid. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, there was a reason it took so long to come out, and it was immediately forgotten when it did come out, so
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's did it start well, life as a PS3 game, you know.
0: game, didn't it? I think
1: it started um, its life as yeah. one, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then was it PS2 what was that game? like? Was that about <laughs> eight years before it was actually released, and everyone's like, "Nah, this game's never coming." And then suddenly, like, "Oh no, here it is for the PlayStation Four! It's, yeah. it's done! It's ready!" And I think it's just it's taken too long. The tech didn't keep up with what they, you know, it's it's far too ambitious for what they were able to actually yeah. do with it. Uh, and you know, they could return to something similar, similar kind of mechanics. Hashing out bugs like uh, like that and being more responsive with things, with with later games and stuff on kind of you know on more modern sort of systems, but it would have to be something built from the ground up, up. uh, not reliant on kind of the engine or the code and things that they already have. But yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the Last Guardian. Um, uh, What's
2: what's worse about the actual game is just the fandom around it and the people's like, no, this game isn't bad. You can like a bad game, people. You know, so yeah. That is. People yeah, I mean, or refusal yeah. to admit its problems. That that's what was bad about that game. Yeah. That was worse than any technical difficulties you you know experienced in it. So, just people's unwilling to accept that a PlayStation Four exclusive may not be a ten out of ten. Absolutely. You know, a game that we weren't. That just got worse throughout the generation. <sighs> I mean, well look at it, it, it Days did. Gone which it, you've mean, played and people said it was a masterpiece and anyone who reviewed that you know didn't give it a 10 out of 10 was an SJW didn't like bikers or something <laughs> oh
0: so you've done a brilliant segue for me because the other game i played is Days Gone um
2: how is it it, it seems, is it looks like an alright game yeah
0: and, and that is exactly the way to describe it it is yeah. an alright game <laughs> It's open world. It's you know wants you to go over here and do a mission, wants you to go over there and do a mission. Moving across the map as much as possible. Things you know more of the map unlocks after certain story beats. Uh, but the cool part is you're riding around on a motorbike.
1: Yep, I was waiting for
0: that. It's just a cool. It's just a cool part, and yeah. the bike feels good. It the sound of the bike is really good. Like I could. Give or take the, the the shooting mechanics and the combat and stuff it's all just a bit sort of rote and done before but riding around on that bike is it, it feels nice feels good and i kind of mm-hmm. just want to ride and see the world and the different kinds of areas they've, they've got it, it it's another one of those games where kind of like horizon zero dawn like the only sort of issue people have with that game is like well it's a little bit of this and it's a little bit of that and it's a little bit of this and they try to push them together and doesn't really move the open world kind of genre on very much Days Gone is very similar it's a bit of this it's a bit of that feels like Horizon feels like kind of a little bit like GTA in terms of the sort of the shooting mechanics and stuff like that uh, GTA 5 at least um, and it's got the you know it's got the very kind of Sons of Anarchy-esque biker stuff going down. It's apocalyptic with its kind of zombies or freakers as they call them. Like it pulls yeah. in from so many things. But that is a solid good game. And mm, it's, yeah. you know, it's not groundbreaking. It's not a masterpiece. Yeah. It's just a little fun game to play.
2: I mean, it, it it doesn't need to be in, you know, most respects. I just think when you've got a first party catalogue that has, to be honest, they are all third person sad dad games. <laughs> when there's a third person sad dad game that is just mediocre, it, I think that's just illuminated a bit more when you're, you know, yeah. coming out alongside of games which have been very well rated, yes, deservedly yeah. so. It's just it's just like, oh, another open world sad dad game? Okay, He's got a bike, but... It's still a third-person sad dad game. Yeah,
0: well, he's not a dad. He's a a, a very sad boyfriend.
2: Yeah, sad... Mm. uh, Biker husband. Yes. Or a sad samurai. Or a sad... (laughs) Dude with... This... Son slash daughter slash... Boy. Slash uh, spider... Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. So, so, Bird Dog did something different. I mean, Bird Dog <laughs> did do something different.
0: Unfortunately, it did it so poorly that I. It's one of those. I got so frustrated with it. Oh, man. Mm. But, yes. Uh, Days Gone. It very much fits that kind of Sony number um, from the games that have kind of come out. And. Um, it, they
2: seem like the kind of crackdown free games which. Would be good to put in a service such as the PlayStation. What is it? Plus it Collection,
0: yeah, the PlayStation mm, Five yeah. Uh, thing, yeah.
2: Seems like a good game to put in that, and it's like someone might discover it, be the best game they've ever played, or yeah. just yeah. holds their attention for a weekend. It seems like yeah, that's a, that's a perfect place one. And, and it
0: kind of makes sense, um, you know, that if they had the idea of it being sort of like a biker um sort of open world kind of game to mimic something like GTA 5 a little bit in terms of some of the yeah. systems with that being like the biggest selling entertainment property in the world uh that you know they they're going to take inspiration from various places and try and sort of not not even shoehorn them together but but mm-hmm. put them together kind of in a way which feels very familiar Kind of just makes you think. Oh, I've, I've definitely done this before somewhere. It feels like I've I've played. I feel like I've played this game. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, and it was GTA Four: The Lost and the Damned DLC. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, which was actually
0: and pretty the, good. And what, what's the character in that? The guy that you play in that oh. is pretty much his best mate. I mean, it's it's the same fucking character. <laughs> uh, you know, angry, right. angry, <laughs> aggressive guy yeah. that just bald, bearded. Uh, yes. Just runs around with a shotgun, wants to be, you know, badass and is just aggressive mm. to everybody. Yeah, they've just they've just pulled that completely straight out of there. Um, it could definitely <laughs> do with a bit more ballad of gay Tony, um, yes. you know, a, a few I discos and a few though. lights and stuff. But it's a bit mm-hmm. too apocalyptic for for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's holding me at the moment, okay. um, and it's kind of I think that's much more because I'm interested in the. Uh, in in the location and in moving around that location you know, the the fun sort of um, bike mechanics of driving around and thinking like I you know kind of I've never been to this area of the world I have never been to it in a video game so it's just interesting to go and see the different things going on so yes yeah um, it does get a little bit not frustrating But it gets, um, and and rightly so, it does get hard when you come up against those big swarms of zombies. And that's kind of another point of the game, which is a little bit different to kind of anything else, but they just have these big packs of like 100, 150, 200 zombies, which are just kind of like roaming around. And I got into a position where I found one and it was in my way of getting to the place I had to for a quest. And I could have tried to sort of stealth around it, but I'm like, right, I can see that there's a, like a tower, like a radio mast in the distance, which you can climb, uh, I and, and they can't climb. So what I'm gonna do is uh, basically attract them, run away, climb the tower, and just throw shit down at them. Mm-hmm. Um, When you're using something like a Molotov, it will very easily dispatch, you know, five or six enemies. But when you throw it into a group of, like, 20, 100, uh, it does dispatch maybe 10 of them, but that's about it. And I very quickly ran out of things to throw at these zombies and just had to sit at the top of this tower for about five minutes until they fucked off. (laughs) Like, well... This is boring. Just I've thrown all of my things away. I've done nothing. I'll just sit here now for five minutes, look out at the lovely scenery while I'm stood up here, and I can see over the you know portion of the map. Uh, it's it's an it's an odd but familiar, very very familiar game. Uh, and I'll I'll continue with it. There's nothing kind of big coming out at all, is there? In any sort of uh, you know so, way before Christmas for me to even think about, so yeah, I'll probably just play this. Well,
2: Sounds like it's it in scra- December, it? So. Oh. No, that wasn't like that Immortals game, like the last big thing of the year. Or?
0: Mm, Cyberpunk is now. Yeah, I don't know when Immortals comes out. Oh, is that out. coming out this year? Cyberpunk supposedly is still going to be coming out no, 12th. on the twelfth of December. Oh, twelfth of December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh.
3: I
1: Okay. Um, so it sounds like it's scratching that like generic Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed, Ghost Recon type itch. Yes,
0: yeah. Again, that's another part. I was driving around and it felt very, um, the very small amount I played of it, but it felt very Wildlands as well. You know, drive the bike, get off, do a thing, get back on, move to the next bit. I definitely had that little feel to it too, yeah. so like I say it seems to just pull so much from so many kind of other experiences yes it absolutely does scratch that edge and it sort of sits in a at least for Sony, in an interesting place that they're like well we do sad dad, uh, third person action narrative-ish kind of games most of the time but this one is much more not generic but swings much more to those other open world games like GTA and stuff and you'd kind of you know if, if a development studio that you oversaw as a, as a larger publisher came to you and said look we're making a game it's similar to kind of GTA 5 but does a few different things you would instantly be like sounds great keep going show it to us in like you know when you've got the first build go in and we'll kind of see how how it's going on um, you know, if anyone turned around and said, "Yep, this is going to be the next GTA," I mean, they probably didn't say it's going to be the next GTA Five, but they said it's going to be similar to GTA Five. You would go, "Yeah, okay." I, you know, why wouldn't you want to try and draw some of those people across and use it as a bit of a, um, you know, like a gateway first party game for lots of other people who may not have picked up like The Last of Us and other games like that suddenly they go the biker oh, gangs <laughs> that's that it that niche crowd they, they've got loads of, those <laughs> biker gangs they've got loads of money get them in they want to play all of the games after that <laughs> I do I do like a biker gang game yeah me too
2: I what other than Full Throttle and Ballad of no the other one Lost, Lost in dammed. the Dams. There? Mm, there's not many what is there what other biker gang
0: I mean you get I got a well, little bit of a you know get my fix with Sons of Anarchy or something like that or some other you know pre- not procedural but some other kind of cop anti-hero kind of show it very much you know it feels like that you're a bit of a you prick. You could
2: play Battlefield Hardline and waste nine hours if you want. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
0: mm, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm yeah, good. To be fair not great. <laughs> my PC Game Pass does have EA Play baked into oh, it yeah, now. yeah, that's oh, how
2: we yeah. played it. But years ago, right through EA Access, mm. it was nothing more than okay,
3: <laughs>
0: bordering <laughs> fair on
2: fair enough. Extremely mediocre.
0: I mean, it's it's a strange game that they that, that even the franchise of Battlefield was kind of associated with it because it isn't it yeah. quite a different experience to. It's like, it's a, Battlefield like a procedural
2: game. cop show. Mm. Which would yes. probably be painful to watch and play, even more now. <laughs> so, probably wouldn't go back to that one. <laughs> mm.
0: It makes me think more of like um, like Payday Two or something like that, oh, uh, or payday. Rainbow Six Siege. You know that kind of game rather than a fully fleshed out kind of battlefield game, really. But
2: yeah, yeah, I don't know what, how it was battlefield esque. Other then it, it was probably made in the same engine. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I believe that that's probably that was the main part. <laughs> yeah. I'm slap Battlefield on it because that's a title that sells.
0: Yeah, why not?
2: People buy those games.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. pretty much. Yeah.
0: Cool. Right. Yeah, that's my kind of my update on the on the things that I've uh, I've been playing. Um, Uh, I I kind of alluded to playing a little bit more of uh, Curse of the Old Gods as well, um, which I am still kind of plugging away at. I had a little bit of a play of it yesterday, uh, finished off a dungeon. I'm much better at it now than I was when we streamed it several weeks ago, which is good, understanding kind of how that that game uh, works and the enemies and things like that. Uh, But I did drop back into the Solitaire conspiracy today. Oh, I've been meaning to do that because of
1: all the new content they've done. Mm, mm.
0: It, um, it presents slightly differently. It's a different menu. It comes up with a world map now, and you can pick locations to go to, and they're different things. Uh, but I went in for the countdown mode to to go and play that again. And uh, I only played one, but I managed to do better than I had previously done. And that was without remembering what a lot of the different crew's abilities were and being like okay first round i i've got some time i'll just have a little read about what these all do um, but yeah it it pulled me in enough to think i'm going to do this tomorrow and have just nice. you know just go in and have another game of that and uh it 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 it's a strange one that it didn't hold me enough to do that kind of after the initial release but when I kind of saw it in my library, I'm like, oh, I will go back to that. It's definitely something I kind of enjoyed that I think I want to experience again. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the same about it. Like, it's a thing I want. I I, I screamed through the, the main campaign and there wasn't a lot more. And I, I, it did enough that I was like, cool. Uh, I'll try the time trial some other time. And then I didn't. But I feel like it's one of those games that I'll just come back to every so often Mm -hmm. Um, which is great for sort of a short burst type game Um, what is that um, what's the SRPG puzzle game that came that FTL people made Into the Breach Into the Breach was like that for me where I really liked it for the first stretch and then kind of needed a break from it and then yeah. every couple of months I just like pop it up and I'm way worse at it unfortunately so like I don't get much further uh but but I often like yeah you you remember and then I just sort of like okay cool I'm doing this now and then I play a few yeah. rounds and I kind of don't care about beating it because it's more about
2: no no sure. yeah it's it's like
1: it's a puzzle game not an srpg yeah. that you need to win So sort of and so it's like cool I solved a few puzzles and I feel like that's Solitaire Conspiracy scratches the same itch for me, which mm. is like that. I just wanted to solve some puzzles for a bit. Yeah. And there's, now I want to like, and knowing even, if I haven't tried them, knowing there's like other modes suggests that like I like the idea of just popping it open and be like let's try this mode. Absolutely. And I don't know
0: whether, uh, you know, I don't know whether there's anyone who even plays the like the Windows version of Solitaire. And, you know, is there anyone that actually still kind of does Being lean into that in their little off time between meetings and doing work and stuff? But
2: when you're at work and there's nothing else, if they say. haven't been so devilish to have deleted that as well and just suck all the fun out of your life. <laughs> um, yeah, I played like, ooh, I think, I, was it a thousand games of free sale in one job? And wow, nice. I went through number one to 1000 and was like, okay, let's do this. I played like <laughs> over 1000 before I ended up leaving. Nice. I was like, before I leave, I'll play 1000 games of Solitaire. Mm,
0: mm, I think.
2: I remember there was two tricky, real tricky ones, but uh, <laughs> I
0: managed to I think you'd like the Solitaire Conspiracy, Lucy. Um,
2: yeah, I saw it on sale, but then I was like, I'm never going to get around to playing any games um, before the end of the year, so. And probably be well, episode. this
0: is it, Lucy. This is it. Pick yeah. it up. Have have yourself a little kind of five minutes in between cases and things, and just take that time to kind of decompress. And uh, you see,
2: I've been doing that with other games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's literally those five minutes. It's like, well, <laughs> nothing else is happening other than something where it can literally be five minutes. Which is, reminds me of the game that I actually played. Oh, okay. To speak about. Oh, excellent. Yeah, because I've seen that. There's no really embargo details. It's not out yet, but yeah.
0: Well, should we? Should we? Uh, that I mean, that's that's me done for this week and all of the things that I've kind of uh, played. So we move on, uh, Lucy. You can tell us. You can tell us what that is, maybe hmm. if you want to talk about
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Briefly, it's a game called Sinker Two, which is the sequel to Sinker One, which is just called Sinker, which I spoke about. Ugh. Was it last year? I don't know what time is. But um, yeah, the developer, Robert uh, Waller, he he was like, oh yeah, he brought the first thing to Xbox and he was like, I'm going to bring the second one to mm. Xbox as well. Picked it up on Steam anyway, because I was like, you know, I really enjoyed the first game. I was like, mm. I'll pick it up on Steam and then he just messaged me at the Blues like, nice. it, it, it's almost here. And here you go. Nice. Which was very nice of him to, to even remember. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more of that game, so, um, probably Google when we last spoke about Sinker, so listen to that podcast for a (laughs) catch-up, but it is very much the same kind of game, just more, more of it, which is all I want. It's a, I think there's about 80 levels, it's very pick-up-and-play, it's a simple you know, screen by screen pu- puzzle game. You have got like these kind of uh, counters and these hooks, and you have to get the use the hooks and drag these counters into different um, into their respective holes. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why that makes me laugh. But yeah, uh,
3: <laughs>
2: like the square counters; those can only well, those can only go into the square holes and the circular ones. You know, oh yes, now I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's just about how you manipulate these these hooks and you draw the line. It's it's sort of like a a fishing hook on it on a line and you reel them back and um, you can switch the hook uh, from left to right. You can uh, move the hooks at, at different paces and it, it just. Adds on these new mechanics, you know every every single like um, tranche of levels. Um, so you have things where, oh, if you move these pucks into uh, into this square that has this little arrow, it'll make the you know it'll make it fly in that direction. I haven't got. I think I'm about halfway through now, so I haven't seen any mechanics that built on the first game yet, so it Mm -hmm. is literally just more of the same. Um, So you don't need any prerequisite knowledge, you don't need to have played the first game in order to enjoy this one, you can just literally hop in. Um, But yeah, I haven't seen any new mechanics, that's not a bad thing for me, because it's, it's just representative of a really good puzzle game where it adds these, you know, things on top. Um... You know, as these new mechanics as you go, and the puzzles are different enough. Uh, I think the fact that I've given it space of a year between playing the first game and the second game helps. Yeah. Um, But even if I'd played them back to back, I would have been like more puzzles. The puzzles are different. It's not like they're the same every time. And I think this one has a bit of a quicker ramp up, so you're not um, exactly lulling in those very easy levels if you were to do them back to back. But yeah it's just it's just a really fun simple sim- you know probably not simply made, but it's a simple concept added on incrementally and it, it, it it's it's really satisfying when you when you work out these things that probably take you what maximum ten minutes on a really head scratching level mm. mm okay, so yeah, I just do that in first thing in the morning I'm just like oh I'm going to play a few levels of these mmm unlock my achievement
1: for the day. Nice. Uh, for nice. For those of you interested, it was tanked up episode two hundred and eight, Tom Nook the Dirty Crook. Thank you. Which was earlier this year actually.
2: Oh. Yeah. Which feels like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean <laughs> sorry. It was it was, sorry. When I say
1: earlier this year, I mean it was in twenty twenty. So it was, like so January. It was yeah, half a decade ago. Early
2: wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for fact checking that. But um yeah, more of the same. Really oh, enjoy have. it. It's just very simple and calm. And, it, yeah, another one where I can just, you know, stick it on my Xbox, play on there, and in the evening and then next morning, hop onto my PC, everything's synced. Um, nice. nice. To go. Yeah. Um, I think also... this one's much easier with a mouse and... Keyboard? Well, just a mouse, yeah. yeah. You don't need keyboard, just a mouse, rather than using the controller, but... Um, yeah, it's, it gets a bit finicky with the controller. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely recommend is it. Is
0: it the same sort of scheme? So when you're, you know, you're moving around the screen with the mouse, you're doing the same with the analog stick. I assume.
2: Uh, no, cuz you're basically it isn't free movement with like a cursor on like the uh, Xbox using the analog stick. It you're basically cycling through um, Right. It, it highlights a different like hook or line every time you move the analog stick, whereas with a mouse you can just like, okay, just click on that, it's just far yeah. easier rather mm. than cycling in between. And When you can only reverse one step, um, if you mess up twice with the analog stick, which is easy to do, it's like, gotta restart that again, so it's just, you're getting better precision. Um, it's not a pre- you know precision platform or anything like that, but it's just mm-hmm. easier with a mouse.
0: How how, you, how do you spell sinker? I tried to search
1: for it, but it didn't. Uh, yeah.
2: It's without the E. S I N K R. Technically,
1: okay. it's capital S, small i, capital N K R, but you know, case sensitive searching isn't a thing. Thank fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Perfect. So,
2: Good. yeah, I've been, been plugging through that. Really enjoy it. I love it. I love it. Like just little small puzzle games that are just mm. bite-sized. It's like, yes. It gets yeah, my brain working for the day. It's also A yeah, good day yeah. And, yeah, It's been perfect for that recently. So. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
1: And it seems like the only games Robert Waller has done thus far have been Sinker 1 and 2.
2: Oh, and they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's Sinker 3. 4, 5, 6, 7.
0: <laughs> Just keep bashing more. out. will buy them one, more. <laughs> yeah. One every nine months yeah. to a year. Yep, yeah, done.
2: Yeah, I, I I need to continue playing this and see uh, if if there are any new mechanics than um, what I remember in the first games because I haven't come across any yet. But that'd be interesting. Um, mm. Oh, one last thing. I finished going under. Oh yeah. Um, oh, nice. I don't think I. No, I think I said that I was gonna look into the uh, accessibility mode. Yep. The last time I was obviously so that was two weeks ago. Mm. I did since um, because I was like I'm getting frustrated. Um,
0: you sent us a sent us a screenshot of, the, uh, of yes. the of the accessibility mm. mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I might get those up now, so I can remember what they are. I wish I could do it on here, mm. I don't know where the picture is. Might just be going into the game, but um, somewhere yeah, on the Discord. I,
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs> because I finish the first. There's three dungeons all in all, and it's like finish those, do like this um mini boss, mm-hmm. and then you're going back into these three dungeons. And I was like, okay, not really jazzing it up much, other than like the the enemies are a bit harder, and there's a you know a bit more obstacles and things. You know, just hacking at your health and, like, there's these really annoying enemies that have, like, ranged weapons and, like, pinpoint precision, and I was just getting frustrated and I was like, you know what? Let me go into these accessibility modes, which I'm gonna look at right now, which you can get... You can set the number of hearts that you want, um, number of extra hearts. You can have higher weapon durability, more invincibility after taking damage, more Ooh. dodge roll invincibility, and lower enemy health. Okay. I added extra hearts, <laughs> and I was like, invincibility after rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. And then I was like, okay, this is still too hard. Give me <laughs> another heart. <laughs> and more invincibility after damage. So I was, yeah, I, I got through it like that, and yeah. I was just like, yeah. Is this? I'm I'm glad this was there. Is this the
0: instead game. of a of different difficulties?
2: Yes. Right. Uh, I'll I'll read what it says um, at the top. It says, "Going under is meant to be a difficult game, but we also understand that every player is unique. If you hmm. feel that our game is inaccessible due to its difficulty, we hope that these options will allow you to enjoy it.
3: Hmm.
2: Not inaccessible, just I." don't want to be challenged <laughs> <laughs> that's solid <laughs> yeah. so got through it um, yeah it's still the story was still funny and light hearted and yeah it re- remained a joy to play but um, I think if I had left it on it's default difficulty any longer I would have yeah been, started to get frustrated yeah been less happy yeah yeah cause uh, like I hate it when games just get too difficult and they ruin my enjoyment of, of them. Like, yeah. I can be enjoying a game. I mean, this one obviously had an obvious ramp-up and it wasn't just a difficulty spike for the sake of it, but, you know, I remember, like, the Deadpool game, which was a mediocre B game, but it was like, I enjoy it, but I could not do the last level, and that's all that sticks in my mind about that really? game. I was yeah. like, you not know done returning this to Blockbuster, go away, um, <laughs> Yeah, there's just some games where it's like, God, man, (laughs) just let me finish the goddamn game. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. We we again, it's something we uh, spoke about recently, which were kind of games with, um, you know, with like very out of place kind of boss battles. Uh, It was it was last week, in fact, I was talking about Mars Morales. Um, The Mm. the boss battle at the end of that game is just just. Is different, just feels poorly placed. A bit Um, rushed, maybe. Not necessarily rushed, but they don't allow you to use the skills that you've kind of built up through the game and utilize kind of all of the things that you would, you know, that you're able to do in any normal uh, battle. And I can understand that uh, a boss has certain effects, so we were talking about it and saying, Mm -hmm. like, Rhino. You no know, you can't just web him up, he just breaks out of it. you've got to have a different tactic and a different strategy, but you could still try and web him up, whereas mm-hmm. this boss was like just didn't have any of it at all. Everything that I was throwing at this boss was like, no, you've just got to wait for them to attack dodge 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 they'll hit in hit the ground, and that's when you can go in and attack them or you've got okay. to throw something at them and then you can go in and attack them and it was like." Yeah. Mm, Mm, that, that, that yeah. seems
2: less bad than when they introduce an entire new uh, mechanic yeah, which yeah. Uh, <laughs> right at the end that's, that's frustrating that's like um, do not in game design surely but, mm, yeah yeah. I, I um, don't know when I'll play Miles Morales but I really enjoyed the bosses and uh, the base game just really good yeah. set pieces that just stank of money they stank of Sony's money <laughs> <laughs> she
3: reached of
2: it but, but very entertaining yeah mm.
0: absolutely and I think uh, this has this has a, a few of those so there's a fun one with Rhino um, you can do some side missions for Peter where you are going around and learning new skills basically and the kind of combination of that gives you a battle with uh, Vulture <laughs> and that's quite a good one so you know, there's there's some there's some good boss battles. It is a much smaller game, yeah. so there isn't as many of those sorts so, of things.
2: So you finished the game. So mm. I mean, if you don't want to spoil it, then don't. But was Peter Parker not actually on holiday? He was secretly getting a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> that one, he's not in the game.
3: Oh God, you do. <laughs> is it revealed? But. <laughs>
0: I mean, do I even? I can't even remember whether you see Peter's face in that game or not. <laughs> Everything in my mind is just him, is him masked. Did
2: he not take uh...
0: every time you you meet him? He's he not... masked. Oh, so is he so... just?
2: All oh, right, okay. And then I guess you're just talking to him on the phone from Malibu or Mallorca or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was to Europe, Europe.
2: Okay. So he went to Benidorm. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gets kicked out of Spain, like, oi! You're not meant to be here. There's a fucking virus going around, mate. You shouldn't be here. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there must be, um, I must have seen him at some point, unmasked and his new face within that game. It definitely did happen, but maybe I've just blocked it from my mind.
1: So last week, I think you, you,
0: you spoke about it, and you were just like.
1: Yeah, you kind of get used to it really quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe I did. Maybe and, and now it's just gone. Now yeah. I don't even think I mean, about it to even remember it. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: it's still just an NPC at the end of the day. I think. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Just, it'll just forever be a joke in my mind. Yeah. Well, it's funny as well. We
1: like.
0: Um, I saw people saying um, with the the whole puddle thing when they showed trailers for the game and it had like so many extra puddles in than the actual <laughs> game do when it came out, everyone was like oh they've made it worse because there aren't as many puddles and they came out saying well Puddle we've day. done this because of this and because of this and, like has the PS5 per- version just put all the puddles back in just probably because they, they put in the in there's someone you can go and see which is the like Square-faced people that were out on the boats in the distance. Yeah. So in the ba- in the original game, they didn't fully render um, models <coughs> that were really far like. out in yeah. the distance on boats <laughs> in the water, and people would manage to get out to them and saw this abhorrent boxy <laughs> thing that resembled a human, and uh, and and they've put them in the. You know, they they are still in the in the remastered version um, for That's people really to be good. able to experience. So excellent. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, let's open another beer, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Addle, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking the Arbor Ooh. Uh, My Little oh. Sabroni. Uh, Very rainbow tin. Uh, it's a single up American Pale Ale. I thought I had had this on the podcast, but I did some searching and didn't find it. And you know what? It's fine. We like Arbor here. It's a 5% single hop American Pale Ale brewed with large quantities of Sabro hops. Um, That's it. Lovely tin. Managed to shake it just a bit, rotating the tin, so now I get to open it.
2: Yeah, nice rainbow color print on there. Oh, man, you
1: you get that. I just cracked it, and I just got a hit of just hoppy goodness. Nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to this uh, and it is, sorry, uh, one thing I didn't say, which I will is it's in a 560ml proper UK pint Ten. ten as pint. it should ten? be,
0: as all Arbor beers should be, you know that, uh, Yeah, uh cafe creme yeah. that you had a few weeks yeah. ago Lucy, which was in a tiny oh. tiny can
2: I was about to write to um Whichever ombudsman I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it only is there a brewing
0: ombudsman.
2: There should be. for case is as serious as this. Exactly. I was yeah. cheated out of like, what, 56? No. Yeah? No. About 200 mil. Yeah, hold on, are those... F- are they 500 mil or a pint, sorry?
0: They're a pint. Five, four six... Pint. Five okay. four seven five six eight. What is it? Yeah. Five six eight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was cheating out of my twenty-four milliliters. <laughs> I want the back. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's at least five
0: pence. <laughs> uh I'm. I, my my beer only in a four forty mill can for this one, uh. But it is Pomona Islands Luchini, a double dry hopped IEPA. Uh. It is seven point one percent and it says this is it what Lucini pouring from the sky cryo sabro mosaic chinook and Eldorado double dry hopped IPA what I've got no idea what the fuck they're trying to say with their flavour text Uh, and the way that they have laid it out who knows it doesn't tell me any of the other ingredients apart from the allergens but yeah a double dry hopped IPA with cryo sabro mosaic chinook and Eldorado in it in a very, you know, I, like I, I do Pomona. enjoy their cans, how yeah, how simple yeah. they are with their like little image, uh and usually sort of two tone on them. So,
2: I enjoy what's inside their cans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I haven't had a Pomona own for a little while, so it was kind of a very instant pickup for me when I went to the bottle shop. Yeah. So. Ah, cracked right, Adol. How's the Arbor?
1: Um. Nice small head on it, uh, much more that's milky, nice. hazy, like it's not translucent, it's it's quite opaque, it, you can't really see any shadows through it. Uh, it's, uh, I think, a, 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 the, the organic honey sort of look. Mm. Piped, yeah, I was going to um, say peachy, but that's a much
2: yeah, better. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and a, oh, a little more straw-colored than the last beer. Oh, wow. Mmm, that knows... So you're getting citrus, a touch of pine, and it's like sweet citrus. I think I said tangerine on the last one. This is much more tangerine I um, Guess what you expect from a sabro? Oh, that's a really nice nose. I could, I could just smell it for a while, but instead I'm going to drink it and probably like that even more. Um, oh, this is, this is really good. Um, it's way less bitter on the finish mm. um, but there's so much more going on in the taste you're getting I mean it's sabro so you're getting some sort of sweet citrus um, and also some like oh, the finish is almost like a not quite fake but like coconut shavings when it's put in baking that mm. type of coconut like yeah. a little sweeter than if you just had raw coconut but still not the like this is a bounty bar Sweet coconut. Um, <laughs> yes. I
2: haven't had, like, actual coconut.
1: In years. donkeys? Mm.
2: Yes. Probably a decade at this
1: point. <laughs> um, I have, but that's because there's a weird tradition. I think because my family... Like, my parents grew up in East Africa. Um, but, like, at a wedding, you find a coconut. And then as that, when they... Bride and groom get into the vehicle. You put a coconut, just like they you stab a coconut. No, no, you you put it under the wheel, and they have to <coughs> break Legend it on it. the way out. <laughs> um, but like sixty yeah. percent of the time. Whoever the uncle who puts a coconut, saying "I know how this is done," doesn't put it right oh, and you know, fires out into the bushes. And then you, you, as the younger person, has to go fetch the coconut and then put it back under. And luckily, enough weddings have happened in my family that now we basically pre-like pierce it because it used to just be this like bomb that fired around. Because um, obviously, you don't want to like screech out as everyone's gathered around the car. So everyone like slowly feathers the gas, which means the coconut has t- like. Time to just get squeezed out and fire away instead of being crunched. So, just like comically happens all the time, right? Um, but yeah, now it's like <laughs> stab the coconut, put a couple nails in it, and take them out. And then, and then what happened, and, then, and then put it under the thing. And then they crack it. And then they roll back so that everyone can have a sip of the milk, or maybe... I can't remember who does. It's a weird tradition. I don't know where it's from. I'm saying weird just because it's (laughs) non-standard. No judgment there. Um, It's a thing. In my world, we do. but So I've had coconut a bunch, but only on special occasions. Um, Well, that is quite
2: brilliant.
0: (laughs) I had some desiccated coconut last night Mm. in my curry that I made.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the closest
0: I mean, I'm getting to it at the moment. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I make Thai green curry a bunch. Hmm. So coconut milk is a, is something I always try and have a tin of, because it's yes. like, oh, got yeah. the paste in the fridge, tin in there. Oh, there's a bunch of random veg. I know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. I'm going to drink more of this lovely luscious beer, which um, there's something more tree like in there that's helping support the like tropical well not, more citrus and tropical fruity flavors and the coconut sort of undertone not quite piney some other sort of wood like a little more woody than just pine like not pine okay. needles maybe like the um which is just helping link the bitterness and that sort of fruity coconut sweet flavor um such that when you hit the finish which is a medium bitter um you're not surprised Mm. it has none of the sort of strong bitterness that was like ah this is a finish that feels like an ipa that the last one did um uh which makes sense it's an apa not an ipa so it's going to be less super hoppy um but this is super hop super hop (laughs) sorry um this is uh how have we not done that i don't Uh. know We probably have. (laughs) Write in. tell me what episode it was. Um, Yeah, this is this is really good. I really like how many things are going on, but how they are not fighting. Arbor is very good at blending flavors, and this is doing just that. This is a very, very tasty beer. It's a lovely tin. I might I might have to keep it on the shelf because right now the only tin I have lying around is the Filthy Casual tin Mm. for obvious reasons. Uh, but my little sabroni, although uh, people might judge me on the wrong axes if I have a cleaned out tin of that, but yeah, this is very, very good. I, uh, um, I'm, I think, yeah, well, man, I may say something near the end, but I suspect it's just gonna grow as the my palate gets used to this beer and the other beer fades away. But the fact that it's so dynamic and so well balanced already is really great. Mm -hmm. also I don't know you can't tell on the tin but the latest version of arbor tins they've like got um the label isn't just this rainbow it's like got these embossed or etched or raised or whatever um arbor like this leaf there's a bunch of small ones throughout Mm. um which just give it a nice because it's got that grippier than than the labeling that we're used to but because it, it hits light just the way and you just see all these leaves and it's it makes this even simple sort of rainbow turnstile type um, pattern just really, like, it makes it feel even fancier than the simple but mm-hmm. clean design. It's just very solid graphic design point that I thought I nice. would add.
0: Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. Cool. Uh, on, a, on a completely different kind of can, uh, yeah. the beer that I uh, have, um, this Lucini... Um, it's got a very nice, very <laughs> subtle nose. What?
1: What? Sorry, my my brain went because I've been wa- we've been watching Mandalorian and stuff. My brain mm. went to oh, what's the Jawa's favorite craft beer? Lucini. No <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very good. I like that.
1: Sorry um, for interrupting, but that joke tickled me out loud, and it was like, well, you've seen me laugh at my own stupid mon- mental joke. Guess you get to hear it. <laughs>
0: oh it's good, I like I'm glad you interrupted me uh, the nose on this is very nice and very subtle um, it's got a very floral fragrance to it and it's a little bit um, it's, it's, it's like rose water uh, it oh. reminds me very much of um, Turkish Delight Oh, I fucking love Turkish Delight in a very good way in a very good way Mm. And it's, it's, you know, there's a little kind of a slight dankness on there as well. So there's this floral note, which kind of has this underlying little bit of dankness to it as well. Hmm. You can see in its kind of colour, it's a little bit more amber than the previous beer, but not as hazy. And the last one was billed as a hazy IPA, and it, and it very much was. This is a little more translucent, uh, a little lighter kind of around the around the edges but that flavor is very very easy it does match the nose in that I'm getting a nice kind of floral fragrant flavor but there is this kind of underlying maltiness this almost kind of very smooth kind of caramel to it as well like Really, really light, like not super sweet, very light, but almost this sort of kind of buttery, mm. caramelly kind of maltiness to it, and that works really well with the slightly more fragrant floral note at the start. And it is it is it rose water, kind of as I got from the nose maybe yeah just a little bit it, it has that kind of you know it does have that initial kind of flavor of um you know when you when you smell some very strong perfume or you walk into a room which has you know some air freshener kind of in it does have that kind of initial hit of it being a little bit strong in its in its fragrance, in the flavor that it's kind of pushing towards you. Like it is very floral. Uh, but that dies down very quickly and melds and flows very well into that malty kind of uh, uh, backbone. And there's, again, as I say, there's a very, very light dankness on this really, really light. Like it comes through more in the nose than it actually does in the flavor. Uh, but it is just, just there Uh, and it finishes very very easily there's no bitterness really to it and it just just fades away very nicely you know it's not as dry as the previous beer uh, but it's not wet it is still a dry beer but it allows that flavor just to fade quite nicely you know i'm not going back to it to get those initial flavors i'm I'm Hmm. sated by just that one kind of swig of it, enough to chat bollocks for the last 30 seconds, and hmm. not need to have another swig. But I will do now, because it's very, very nice. Um,
2: before we move on, I want to hear something very dystopic.
0: Yes. Yes? Obviously.
2: Um, just, got an, just got an email, and it's basically saying, oh, can I have a $15 um What is it, like, gift card? Usually, stuff like this would go to junk mail, but this Mm. is from, like, a genuine, um, you know, uh, freelance working website. Okay. And uh, to get your free $15 gift card, um, it says, We are looking for participants to join our new photo collection project. You'll only need to take 15 pictures of yourself wearing the exact same clothes and follow the instructions provided.
1: What? That's yeah. very creepy. That is very um, creepy.
2: Yes. <laughs> the content will not be used for advertisement or distribution. Instead, probably worse, the pictures will be used to develop an AI-powered personal shopping assistant for clothing. No fuck no <laughs> wow so they're they're
1: they're actually so they might be looking for people of all kinds of body types to like yeah fine but, like, but why but like <laughs> no so what do you way. get out of this like an ai looks at your bod and you get ten dollars off of argos <laughs> is that, yes. is, that the, is that the deal they're offering i also said dollars but, a saint's breeze in voucher. in
2: yeah in, in effect yeah <laughs> um, oh dear,
0: and, and you realise as well that this is actually just an underhanded trick from you know sexual harassment company Ubisoft um, to probably just put you <laughs> into their next Beyond Good and Evil game as an NPC <laughs> walking around somewhere
2: and not pay you and
0: not pay you for, for. Pay for exactly <laughs> or they say
2: oh we gave you a gift card that kind yeah, that of we, we, we now
0: have your likeness forever.
2: Mm. This is weird because. <laughs> It's like you, you, like you have to make eye contact in some of these, and
1: oh. there's
2: fifteen different pictures.
1: But also, why does an the, AI? When they
2: said this, te... go on. Carry them.
1: I was just like, why is that an AI about fit of clothing? "Quote unquote," uh, need to make eye contact. Are they selling I contacts? Don't...
2: Because. They're saying take fifteen photos, and they say, "Oh, it takes ten and min- takes ten minutes." You have to. <laughs> they're showing you all the different types of pictures you have to take. You have to take one indoors. You have to take one standing with your back to the stairs. You have to take one outside in a brick brick wall. And it's just like <laughs> this is what, this will take way more than ten minutes. It's not worth the fifteen dollars <laughs> gift card. You have to do from one near, from one far away. So
0: you need to employ someone even else see this woman to she's hold so far the phone away. to take one from far away as well. Have you got to split your gift yes. card, then?
2: <laughs> no, apparently only one person can enter. But, like, this one... Look, you have to be, like, <laughs> On the in balcony. a <laughs> far away distance, <laughs> turning fr- away from the camera, outside.
0: Oh, ridiculous.
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Man, just... Oh. Does that, does that lead us sitting into sitting
2: a... I down that, on a chair.
0: Man, I think I think you've taken us down this rabbit hole, Lucy, of <laughs> just so awful, awful corporate fucking identity theft. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the the potential potential for absolutely doing what the fuck they like with any of those images yeah. forever.
2: You want another? Freebie? Here's one. Um, the agency I work for, who I won't mention. They wanted us to sign up to a new timesheet, um, system using, our Facebook, uh, profiles or Amazon. Yeah. Uh... It was either, it was either (laughs) Amazon or Facebook or, or something, or it might even be like like PayPal, but I was just like, absolutely not. And then they quickly, uh, you know, rescinded that and say, no, you can just set up with a another uh, password. They were like, we hear you. We're going to let you sign fucking up. And, you know, the password you've been using for the last
0: ten years. Like the, the, but that, it's again, like, like the phrase of the last fucking ten years, isn't it? We hear you. Like,
2: fuck yeah. Off. It's like I'm never doing this. One, I don't know my Facebook password. <laughs> <laughs> Two, hell no. Oh, mate. I think it was LinkedIn or Facebook or Amazon.
0: Companies are fucking rancid, aren't they?
2: Yeah,
0: they really are. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, listener, yeah, you take anything... Yeah, selling all my data. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you take anything from this, listener, it, it's probably that we are headed to a world of zombies that are going to just destroy everything. You should probably learn how to ride a motorbike.
3: <laughs>
2: I'd and rather to, that future than yeah. one <laughs> 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 To be honest. This freak has seemed like a right laugh. Hmm. Be alone in five minutes. I mean, but like you,
0: yeah, you can hide in some very tall grass where your head absolutely <laughs> is not covered by this tall grass whatsoever and they won't see you. So it's fine.
2: It's all his biker tattoos and making blend. That's it,
0: camouflage. It's, it's his cap. That's obviously it. Like, can't see anything in a cap.
2: <laughs> is it Deacon St. John, or something? Yes.
0: Yes, it is. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: mean it's it's it, yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that would be like a pointless answer and pointless what's the <laughs> name of the protagonist <laughs> that bike again I can't even remember the name <laughs> days gone <laughs> Deacon St. John.
0: Deacon St. John's starring <laughs> Is that his He's name? gone. It's like, you know, it's like a TV serial show, isn't it?
2: That's yeah. like Aiden Pierce levels. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic, mate.
0: It's iconic. His okay. iconic hat. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ubisoft. Jesus
2: Christ. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grundlehinder. <laughs> a <talk>
1: <laughs> no. We we moving into Adam's game. Gun Gun. I thought I
3: think, I, I mean it. I
1: I guess that's a, that that is one way to segue. Gun was it is it Gunhild Gun Gun or... I think it's Gunhilder.
3: Okay.
1: Cuz you're Hilder on. with a gun? <laughs> okay.
2: What does Gunhilder mean?
1: that is, is a it, very... Is it actually
2: a Nordic word or something like that?
0: It is a Nordic um, game. It is a Nordic-inspired game. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Norse-inspired okay, sci-fi Google world. Um, oh. Yeah. That's two genres. Uh, it's um. Currently in er- early access. Code was provided by uh, 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 some. Uh, press... evolve, evolve, Evolver, <laughs> evolve, yeah.
2: I started searching for it, and I started searching Grundle. <laughs>
1: oh, nice. Um. Gunhilde. <laughs> um oh, it, I, mean,
0: Grondel, I like I like the term Grundelweiss. It's a slightly different game, isn't it? But... Grundelweiss? Uh, uh Grundlweiss.
2: Gunhild was the mother of kings. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. some I was knew there was like an actual uh, Yeah, quasi
2: historical figure who appears in the Icelandic sagas.
1: Ah yes, them sagas. Mm-hmm. I don't actually, I, I read a lot of Norse mythology as a child. Uh, uh, but I don't remember a lot of it. I think a lot of it has been tainted by what I know of through pop culture. Like, now I can't remember mm. what's a myth and what's a thing referenced in war. Bah. Yes. Um, anyway, Gunhildr is a oh. platforming narrative shooter. Um... Gunholder is a narrative what? shooter set in a Norse-inspired sci-fi world. Defy the gods and give Niflheim new life through fast-paced first-person combat in an ever-changing world full of powers and stories to uncover. Uh, it's early access, and uh, for those of you who want to see my initial struggles with the game, you can find those on the VOD that should be up, basically, whenever this podcast goes up, so in the next couple days. Um. very yeah it's very sort of doomy like the first you in the tutorial um you are basically immediately told like hey you've got a double jump and you've got a dash um you're gonna need them to like get around certain uh puzzles in the environment Uh, i i found it a little disconnected um mostly the so that like the jump was a little floaty that's fine but like it sort of didn't didn't quite have the tuning again. Early access, maybe they'll tune it up. But the dash was further than you'd think, and it felt more. I think Ben put it really well as a blink, like you disappear mm-hmm. and then reappear and then thrust forward for two feet, yeah, rather than yeah, you thrust forward of, for like twelve feet. Um, which meant patch. that it was hard harder to get a sense of what it would do. And like even at the end of my playing time with it, I was dashing into walls instead of onto the next platform because i just didn't have a good feel for how far it would take me so when i should trigger the jump i'm like okay i'm here i'll jump jump dash and that should get me onto the next platform but in fact it got me sort of into the wall on the next platform and so i probably didn't need to jump at the platform Mm. for the double jump before hitting dash like i didn't need the space but it was really difficult to gauge um It's early access. There were a lot of bugs. I kind of think that um, if one of your bugs is people can't leave the tutorial level, spoilers for the VOD, um, maybe it's not ready for early access. Uh, (laughs) The tutorial, I think, ends with, it's like, here are two guns, and they're clearly the guns you start with maybe, and then you're like, "Eh." and then tooltip, pick up the guns, then you'll be able to leave. Could not leave. Could not for the life of me leave. Picked up gun, dropped gun, picked up gun, dropped gun, jumped at wall, found a new exit to a room that I didn't realize was there. Just a room. Just a room with more dead ends. Uh, And, like, it... Yeah, it, it, um, it took a while, and then we, like, stopped, and we restarted, and it... I didn't hit replay tutorial. I hit play game, and it took me to that room. And I'm like, oh, maybe the game starts, like... You, you like hit the armory, and it's like, oh, maybe the trail ends in the armory, and then you could just flip around and go visit the level. No new doors opened. I backtracked for like 10 minutes because a lot of the initial level was blocked off by like shielded doors. It's like, oh, maybe some of the, a shield has gone down. Backtracked the whole level. Thankfully, Ben was there to help navigate because I got turned around because the mini map also, in a lot of spots, some parts will only appear on the minimap if you were in the spot, and then it would disappear. Mm. And then one po- at one point, I, like, jump and dash from across the map in a way it clearly didn't understand because suddenly I had no map around me. I had just left the mini because it wanted me to, I assume, cross that threshold and populate the new part of the mini-map, and I skipped it, and it was like, nope. Uh, and so I ended up re- restarting the game midstream and uh, hit play because Ben thankfully, like, did some research while I was banging my head against it, and found a, a playthrough online, and there he was like, no, when they left the tutorial, they hit a new level. The Spirit Realm. I'm like, cool, let's try and get there. So I restarted it, got the Spirit Re- Realm, finally I was able to play it, and it's like a roguelike like shooter, but I think the emphasis on the platforming and the PR and the fact that you got these extra moves is a little light, because... Mostly, it's probably more of a run and gun slash cover shooter, mm. uh, which is why I played like, the, it's not my finest moment of gaming, that bot. I'll still put it up, but I did very poorly a lot of the time. You have like a, a, a shield, and when it runs out in a room, it's very Hades-like, like you get to a room, you have to kill all the enemies, and then you can pick do all the pickups, uh, and it, I didn't... The tooltips weren't clear, but it seems to me after playing it for an hour and a half that your shield doesn't regenerate no matter what your perks are once it hits zero. And the only time it regenerates is at the end of the level where it uses your halite, which is also the currency to buy buffs at the very beginning of like a run. At the beginning of the run, there's a few things you can destroy. You get halite, then there's a like a vendor. But then you go through and sometimes you die and you have 38 halite. And sometimes you die. I had over 100 on death, and I had got zero. And so it's really awkward because, like, at the end of a room, it burns your halite to recharge your shield all the way. Okay, you don't have a choice. That's fine. Because the game wants you to prioritize keeping your shield up. But didn't quite convey the messaging of, yes, sometimes it regenerates, sometimes it doesn't. And I know I wasn't... I, I, I think, if I'm perfectly honest, this is a very... Watching that VOD is a good lesson in when you hit bugs, you get a little tunnel vision-y, and I hadn't also had lunch, which didn't help. I was was a little sour at the game and started not playing strategically for like a handful of runs. I was just like, oh, fine, I'll run and gun. I'll just try and get through, see what's next, see what I'm missing. And the game is just not designed that way, and I I didn't play it well, and by that I mean to the way that they kind of trained me as well as it was clear it needed to be played. But it was really hard to get out of that mindset because I was frustrated, and I wasn't frustrated mm. from the dying, though that helped with keep the frustration on the table. I was frustrated because it took me 15 minutes to get to the point where I was playing the game again. Um, which, I know early access, that's a that's a thing you just have to deal with, but I feel like the tutorial should be a slam dunk before you... Leave before you put it out to the masses, and maybe it's maybe it's just my setup, and this isn't a common bug. But it it, I so by the end of it, like Ben joined me for about an hour. I played another mm-hmm. few runs, and I was finally getting the hang of it. And I realized I was getting frustrated, and like took a step back. And I had a few better runs, uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm just I'm just doing this for the sake of proving to myself that I'm not garbage. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> I'll, I'm just gonna end the stream. Um, but it's, do it do what
2: if you. Garbage. Sorry. Ones, if you are just garbage,
1: that's fine. <laughs> that's what I realized, right? Yes. I, I stopped and was like, "Okay, I don't have anything to prove." I, 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 didn't have time to have an early lunch. It's now like quarter to three or whatever or whatever time it was. I, I was just like, you know what?
2: It was dark outside. <laughs> yeah, <Weird laughs> but it's it, yeah. yeah. Did you know?
1: I when I started the game, cleanly shaven now look at me um but it was more of like i um yeah it was like okay i don't need to be doing this uh because i think i'll just get sour at the game but i also got what i think i need out of it which is it's a little too raw gameplay wise like outside of my own like me crush game be fast nope try again change no strategy shoot 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 die Move. try again right like that's fine you know, I, I was in that headspace and uh, I, but also that's kind of how I play games. I'm very cavalier uh, sometimes, uh, as Ben can attest when we tried to do Division 2 runs in the beginning when he out-leveled and <laughs> I'm like, I'll just attack the guy! He's like, well, you know this is a cover shooter. I'm like, I can just shoot him for a bit. Oh I'll, I'll send a healing bot your way. Yeah, you will. Cool. Never punish. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I think like I said, the most of the levels that when I was doing well was kind of like the only time I was using the acrobatic mechanics was like I'm cornered by five guys, I'll just jump to the other side and then hide and p- try and pick one of them off. Um, and they didn't have the best aim, but also sometimes they would just get you. Like mm. it, it, it's like your shield once it's gone, you're you, you're not quite a one hit kill because like I I know I got hit by like small bullets, but like. A lot of hits just sort of throw you away but also maybe it's like the telegraphing of your shield going down isn't great mm-hmm. so you're like surrounded by five guys look yeah I, I, I'm no longer a 15 year old playing games twitch like and I just didn't notice that my health was dropping and then suddenly it went from I had full health a few guys hit me to oh, I'm dead and a couple times that happened so like, kind of too quickly um, in the sense of like there wasn't enough telegraphed information or maybe it just wants me to play the game in a way that i didn't get a handle on And i think again it's early access but it feels like you need mm. tighter dodge isn't the thing right it's just double jump and dash so your dodging is like pro forward facing for the most part does that make sense like it's not like you yep. hit yes, the yep. dodge button and left and then you're, you not, you're not
0: yeah you're not strafing left and right or, or yeah and, or and maybe kind of maybe you that, can that more but like it, it
1: the tutorial didn't sort of like, none of the mechanics seem to invite that type of gameplay. And so mm. it really felt like uh Yeah, I can pass the first couple rooms because there's only two enemies or two or three enemies, so I'll just like bing bing bing. now yeah, I'll get hit a bit, but uh, I'll, I'll regenerate the halite. And then when there's like five to seven, it's like okay, now I'm bouncing around the room, but because the dash is really unwieldy unwieldy, um I'm boun I'm attacking getting out of their way before they can hit me and then lost for a bit because I've hit a wall or I've like gone too far so I've missed the platform so then I'm like trying to recenter where I am in the map and it, yeah it just it, I think it just needs to be a little tighter which you yes. know yeah. doesn't really access yeah. but it the gameplay loop like it's it's very so so that's, that's the gameplay ne- needs some work um, not super gripping to make me want to like rush back if they send me, you know, because I've got it on Steam now, I'll get the like news alert, new patch, we updated, blah. The other problem I had was the balance of you've got this guy named Lucky, um, and he's the narrator and the guy who tells you how to do things. And often he does both in the same level, and it's really hard to discern whether he's saying something important for this is how you get out through this next part of the tutorial, or this is like. How do you deal with this new thing that we've introduced? Or he's babbling on about something Norse. And I say that because, like, mm-hmm. it is frenetic. It is doing that roguelike kind of twitchy. It's trying to do that thing. And then the guy starts talking about, ah, yes, the the dog that you saw above the, the doorway in the last light that let you into this room. Here's all the lore about him. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't useful fine okay like now i'm just have to tune you out because i'm trying to kill these five guys that just spawned um and then it turns out he said something about how to get out of the room that ben heard because ben wasn't playing yeah Yeah. but if i didn't have a ben in my backpack i'd have been like now what (laughs) yeah and so and that i think is a design choice of having a narrator and making trying to do that world building but like so much of the actual level design is very sort of a lot of the same assets in different organizations, a lot of the same rooms, but then like the pattern of rooms you get is different because it is sort of somewhat procedural, like room order generated. Um, But then your world building is just the guy talking to you, but then you can't also convey Game important messaging, and so it might have been the case that i I missed a tool tip about how to do a thing mm. because I just didn't notice because I'm trying to kill these robots um, mm. yeah, so I, I, I wanted to like it. I think that's why I kept playing yeah. after the stream sort of officially ended when Ben bounced, um, and I just didn't quite get there um,
2: it's not a nice aesthetic.
1: It is a really nice aesthetic. Yeah. And, like, there's a cool mechanic where if you stun, because uh, a lot of the bad guys are robots, if you stun them, you can charge them and use your melee button and hold it and, like, rip the core out of them. And that gives you more halite, or you can just kill them and they'll drop less. But again, the okay. aiming of that and timing of that never felt fluid. It's no, like, stun so. the guy. So, like, I ran up and I hit F and then I got shot by his friend three times. And I didn't even trigger the. It wasn't like I triggered the animation, which is like ripped the core and then I got hit it was nothing happened and then by the time I was like okay who just hit me and tried to square off against that guy the other guy got a stun and it's like you know what it's not worth the halide. I should just shoot them all yeah. dead before yes. even getting so, close yeah. and so, that that feels like try to do the- a bad balance of gameplay because yeah
0: it's, it's definitely got some issues with its uh signposting uh, you know there's there's that there's, there's nothing to tell you that they're stunned versus just being kind of shot and knocked mm. back a little bit there's a little bit there it was, does
1: give you the, the guy starts babbling at you and there's a little icon mm, but mm, like okay. it's very hard to tell whether they're stunned yes. or they just got shot yes not so enough like not blue nothing. glow from and, God, and and exactly and
0: it's, it's you know they, they've got to find that balance that they're not copying something like Doom But also that they're not copying say something like halo in terms of when your shield is depleted and they have you know that coming in from the kind of size of the screen to show you but they needed something because all they had to show you that your shield was a little bar down in the bottom left that said one you know 100 of 100 and that got progressively lower Hit zero, but you're like, well, I didn't know it hit zero. There's nothing on yeah. the screen, and I'm not looking at that bar continuously. I'm looking at the enemies to kind of shoot. And again, there was no health yeah. bar. You've got no idea how many shots you can kind of take. Oh, really? And there's yeah. So there was a little bit of um, not miscommunication, but not directing you in the right kinds of ways. Not signposting you. Not uh, giving you any indication of exactly how you could do this. And there were so many times when. Neither of us picked up that Adol had lost his shield completely. And then the yeah. next shot just killed him. We're like, How did you die?
2: It seems like it's coming a little hot and these are probably issues they're gonna address down the road. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, but you
2: have to look at it on its merits as it is now. Yeah. As a purchasable and, game, so and, and,
1: mm. and that's exactly it, like that's why I keep saying it's an early access shrug, but I wanna say these are things that like Look, this is the pitfall of buying the- an early access game. You're not yeah. going to necessarily have a great time. Um, I would love to hear that they've tightened it up a bit. And I, like, what frustrated me actually the most was the narrative. Like, clearly there's so much effort being put into the narrative. And I just <laughs> had, like, the game kind of forced me to tune them out. Because mm. so much of the sort of world building is just dialogue, which... I think it's a fault, because, like, you want the world to tell you what the world is, not a guy to tell you. Um, but when sure, the guy is talking to you yeah. while you're trying to figure out mechanics that are less tight, you're never going to listen to the guy. And so it's just, mm. like, the, like, I realized when I was finishing the game that, like, I got so used to tuning him out that I was just like, oh, this feels so generic, despite the clear effort that's being put in, just because of the way I experienced the game. And I sure. admit some of that was just that, like... And like, game breaking bug of cannot continue and then spawning in cannot continue place. Um, which, you know, what? probably will get solved. But like, it does shine, it sh- shined a torch on, okay, so your world building is like I talking to you about the world. And except for the fact that the glowing face above a door is a wolf, it's kind of just a cool aesthetic. Yeah. And with some neat-looking robots and, like, weird humans that could be zombies. But, like, I'm not getting a lot of Norse out of the assets. I just know they're Norse-inspired because the guy... That's up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I think like
2: so, something that could be um, tweet. Instead of front-loading all that. Yeah, and I, narrative again... Narrative in the beginning, maybe, to get people interested at this stage. Maybe we can... Spread that out over the course of the game. Yeah, I
1: think it's just less inundation of lore when you're by the same mechanic that's giving you actual gameplay instructions. Yes, because uh, that that still happened. Like, so when when you lose your shield, it turns out the guy natters at you saying, or something matters at you saying oh, you would a better care for now that your shields are down. One more shot and you're down. But it's like I'm so used to not listening to you because I'm frenetically sucking at this game that you telling me your shields are down without like a like the visual cue is the thing says zero now. It's not like it blinks zero out of 100 when that happens. It just tells you. I think at least a couple times in the last runs, I noticed that the guy said something about better be careful. And it's like, well, that's... Mm. That would be fine if he was silent all the time, because that would be like an auditory cue, but yeah, there's so much yeah. cueing being done by the same method that yes. you just don't
0: notice. You need, to, If you're going to have an auditory cue, it needs to be completely different. You know, It needs to be robot voice saying, like, warning, 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 or something like that, yeah. that Boop actually bleep. indicates an issue yeah. is happening.
1: To be honest, even the same guy saying boob bleep would help better. Than, a, than an actual line of dialogue, right? Because that's a thing you could tra- listen for more easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even yeah. if he
0: just it was just that that same voice actor just screaming as soon as you hit, like, 10% of your shield, mm-hmm. he just goes, ah! That
3: sounds awful. <laughs> you know, at least you
0: know. At least you go, Oh, shit, I'm, a, I'm at low shields. Can't, he's, he's screaming at me for some reason. Um, having, having watched um, a little... Uh, video to try and help you get out of that tutorial area. Um, I have seen that you do get to kind of like a boss, and the boss um, was like a humanoid wolf, right? So the wolf heads that were appearing above doors, I assume, is because that is the boss that you're going to fight. But we were, you know, saying about the idea that they're kind of lore dumping through the the level and the idea of spreading that out. I'm I'm guessing they're trying to get in like 10 points of lore before you hit the boss because the next boss you get gets a different 10 points of lore. And actually it would be something so much easier if it was just a little 10 second cutscene showing you the, you know, in the same art style that the opening kind of scenes were, just a drawn picture with a little bit of chat over the top. And it could be drawn picture of the boss Little bit of chat, drawn picture of something else, little bit of chat, done. Go into that procedurally generated set of rooms. Okay. Move on to level number two. And that that's yeah. assuming that the bosses come in a set order, but stuff like that can be programmed around, that you get cutscene X based on whatever boss has been generated for that next set of rooms, right? And it seems like that would be a much easier way and a and a and a better way of doing things. To allow that signposting and indication of the guy talking to you to actually let you know the issues that you're kind of over, you know, that you've got to overcome and the, the things that are happening in there, there definitely seems like they they're trying to not subvert, you know, industry sort of standards for these kinds of things. They are trying something different, but at the moment it just, as a viewer, doesn't seem like something I'd want to go and play because it was just. Very confusing and just throwing information at you all the time. It was it was yeah. too much.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that because I, I I did feel in the very last few runs that like I was clearly not playing strategically, and I was like, any viewer right now is probably like, why isn't he just jumping or dodging more? Um, <laughs> uh, which I think you probably were feeling, but I'm glad to to hear that the the thing that fueled the frustration that that like i'm gonna be super honest i just wasn't playing well um but the thing that drove me there was kind of the imbalance of the game Mm, mm.
3: um
1: and so like uh what i will say is i hope they figure it out because like there is promise there uh like if that even if they tuned up that dash so you could get a better feel for it that it didn't feel like you were disappearing and reappearing and then jumping a couple yeah. feet ahead. So you could just and and yeah, I that know for a fact that mm-hmm. Yeah, like I play enough of it I'll I'll figure that out, gift. but I shouldn't have to figure out that it's like okay, so now my brain can model it's like 12 feet then a 3 foot burst. I, I should be able to get the feel for it quicker. Even that yes. might make a lot of those like I realized uh, on the few runs I had at the uh, at, at the end the reason why I was playing more hard-headed was because I didn't have faith in knowing where i would end up so i just stopped Mm. hitting right click which also a couple times i hit right click because i'm like ah i have a railgun i'll zoom in i'll go in the iron sights no iron sights that's the jump ahead button which i get that you want it like close by but i feel like there's again this disconnect of there's a controller based like control schema based language we're all used to Mm. and like give me a if you're saying here's a pistol here's a shotgun and here's a rifle i'm gonna kind of default to right click is iron sights for for the rifle not disappear and reappear 12 feet forward and then jump forward a few feet like a couple times i'm like nope right shit (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I can get over that, but I I, I think it's important when we, uh, because it's an early access, when we think, talk about development, that like, you developers remember that, like, yes, you might want to add, put things in different places because it's better for your game, but then you kind of have to incorporate that into the onboarding. Yes. Because it it is different, right? I'm not saying Mm. don't do it, but like, something, I don't know, and and maybe it was just because the onboarding was really quick and I hated the tutorial because it got stuck there for a long time that i maybe it's fine but like it's a thing i wanted to bring up it was just like yeah this is a weird control and it felt weird because it gave me weapons that normally i would want to be like aim because i had some aiming difficulty. so it's like ah rifle slow reload want to make sure that hits dash forwarded towards enemy punches me in the face cool yeah anyway yeah. so and uh
0: it's, it's it's valid criticism
1: Yeah. So, so again, I'm not trying to say this is a garbage game. I'm just saying it's in early access, and these were my troubles, and mm-hmm. these are the things I think the dev kind of necessarily has to like address, especially the directions versus lore stuff. Because yes, if Ben wasn't there, I would have been even more lost. Let let alone the game breaking bug, right? Like, mm. anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was speaking. Thing Thing, the Thing Thing. Gun, Gun Hilder. Hilder. Mm,
0: without an E. Double N, yeah. no E.
2: Uh, you want to hear about a simple Norse inspired game?
0: Oh, yeah, go on then. We're actually got, we, just looking at we're, this. Uh, we're close to finishing up, but go on, I oh, Don't worry, it'll only
2: take me 30 seconds. It's called Lich Spear. Oh, uh, have you ever spoken
0: about this, I think?
2: I think so. Yeah. Um, it's it's just an arcadey I'm throwing a spear game.
1: Sounds and good to me. Throwing
2: the spear sounds it feels real good. You just throw it through the heads of penguins and wizards and stuff.
0: <laughs> penguins yeah. and wizard penguins?
2: I, I think there's wizard penguins.
0: <gasps> Amazing.
2: <laughs> Done. Yeah. It's it's very satisfying. Nice. So if you just want to Easy arcadey game, about throwing spears. There's that. Nice, good,
0: good. Uh, let's finish there then this week. Uh, we will talk about and revisit the beers that we have uh, drank Adol, all. We'll come to you first. Are oh, you currently typing? Yeah, I was um, looking
1: up a thing, but then realised it didn't matter. Uh, it's probably
2: um, on your
1: Steam. Uh, library.
0: library. Yeah, you've yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <How>? <laughs> um two beers
1: yeah did you have a i liked them both ben but i liked one slightly more well more than the other but Uh, what i will say is both the bigger boat and the my little sabroni were tasty beers Mm -hmm. some weeks i have there's like a clear this one's good and this one's a beer or not you know fine uh i think that the bigger boat at four percent is such a good session beer like i could easily see myself seeking it out like seeking a few cans out because i'm sitting on a my stoop in the rare sunshine i just realized that there's no such thing as a session beer right now because like it's (laughs) like oh yeah i was like i was gonna say you know at a like at a pub or someone's house and just wanted a couple tasty beers to nurse over the night and like that isn't a thing um but if it were a thing or you wanted to simulate that thing with say your cat and a few teddy bears. I don't have teddy bears, <laughs> but let's just pretend. Um I have teddy that's bears. That's the thing I would do. Yeah. You know? Um I really like the Vocation Bigger Boat, uh because it, it it feels like exactly what I wanted of a session beer, which is it's uh it's got that tropical, it's got that IPA. Mm, I love it. Uh it, it doesn't roll all the world up, but it comes close. Uh no, it it's good. I liked it. Um it's what I want out of a session beer, but obviously when I'm reaching for a beer, I rarely am just reaching for a session session beer, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why the My Little Sabroney blasted bigger boat out of the park because it was where the my uh, the bigger boat was very easy and like good well balanced but simple. Um, but like again, you want a, an ale that you want to you want to drink all night. That's fine. It's good, but My Little Sobroni is a nuanced beer. There's forward flavors at multiple levels, right? It's got that more, it's a little sweeter. It's got that coconut and a bit of creaminess and that sort of woody, can't tell what wood, just it's fine. Google it, you'll find Yeah. Sorry? Sorry. Teak. Sorry. Teak, yeah. (laughs) Um, And and again, why I love this beer is because it's so well balanced, um, Mm. because there's strong flavors that are giving and taking at the right moments so that mm-hmm. even though there's multiple things going on they aren't fighting they're just working together and you're like ah ah hmm oh because you're like ah, oh, this is very tangerine, and then you're like oh it's coconutty and then you realize it's both at the same time and they're not fighting and that's great you know yep. it's um it's like an 80s sitcom versus a 90s sitcom it's not on the precipice of divorce it's all wholesome goodness even if we're <laughs> pretending Wow Adil you've had some beers that's the weirdest <laughs> metaphor you've done in a while. <laughs> hey Arbor put that on your tin. Um <laughs> Sorry. Uh I I started a little weird and I'm ending a little weird guys. Tonight is a night. Uh yeah so it's the Milo not is really Miami tasty. Rice.
2: It's a bit of N-C-I-S. Yeah. Yes.
1: Not quite right, no, actually I think If you're going to do that, I think Bigger Boat's more like NCIS Because it's like a procedural that you know what's I was coming. just
2: naming two Okay,
1: that's <laughs> fine, it's fine I will stop, there I will no stop right now It's that. fine <laughs> I I've
2: was about I was
1: about to go into Here's why this beer represents This cop procedural <laughs> Versus this other cop procedural And no Persis, one needs that that's
2: not hard line oh okay got <laughs> a anyway. hard line of beers <laughs> um
1: yeah so i really like my little sabroni he says pretending like the, the last 30 seconds didn't happen um it's really good uh it's really good and dynamic good. and has some interesting tastes I, I even if you aren't a big fan of apas it's worth seeking out because it's so well balanced and it's a really good exemplar of uh, sabro hops uh which, you know, has that more sweet uh, citrusy and coconutty creamy and, uh, you know, whatever that woody bitterness I'm trying to find is. Like, that's very Sabro. I've never really figured out what that woody bitterness is, but it's the same, and it's here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very good beer. Uh, I got it at the corner store at the end of my street I may get another. I also yes. got the um, the the small Arbor Good Chem collab from there, uh, which I'm going to have later this week, uh, and I suspect I might grab a couple more tins of them by the week's end. Um, mm. So, you can't go wrong with either, but it is Arbor, my little Sabroni, this week. Cool. Nice. Uh, for very similar reasons,
0: uh, I'm going to pick the Lucini. Ugh, that side. Lucini. I was gonna I was gonna do it but the little ones no, are sleeping. I did not know whether I can do it that high Lucini Um <laughs> This one. From Pen- Pomona Island. Uh for very similar reasons to the Arbor, that it flows very well, the flavours present themselves and then just move on to the next one really well and then combine uh, the, um, what was it called? Citra Dreams from Captain Lawrence was a nice beer. It Very pleasant as the first beer out of a, you know, a beer advent calendar, absolutely. Easy drinking, uh, had a little bit of the, um, you know, a little bit of an alcoholic kind of tinge to it. Uh, it was only 7%, so it's not massive. Uh, but the Pomona Island, it didn't didn't present its alcohol whatsoever. Those floral notes, that rose water, everything kind of flowed very very well. All tasted really nice, and it was just it was super easy. Uh, it's one of those beers that yes, it's only in a full 40ml can, but I could have I could have easily had another one of these straight away afterwards it's just such an easy easy beer and i think uh pomona island have that quality to them again talking about you know certain breweries that have certain kinds of feels to them pomona island at least the beers i've had from them always present themselves as very easy drinking and never, never too much of something that you go. This was great, but I don't want any more of it. You know, there is that kind of Moorish element to their beers that you go. Yes, this was this. This tasted really nice. I would instantly have another one of these and just drink this all night. Uh, and it, it, it absolutely has that. So for me, yeah, the Pomona Island Lucini, uh, which is a double dry hop type IPA. Uh, is the standout for me this week. Uh, If you want to let me know other Pomona Island beers I can drink, or if you're drinking from the Beer 52 Advent Calendar box, you can do so at Nova underscore 47. Lucy, if people want to talk to you about COP procedurals and to tell you what Miami Vice (laughs) and all those other things are all about, how do they do that?
2: Uh, GC loose nine everywhere. Nice.
0: And Adel, if people want to give you more Norse-inspired sci-fi first-person shooter, puzzle, platformer, procedurally generated, roguelite, RPG, uh, what other other genres can we get in here, Uh, racing simulator games, how do they do that?
1: I mean, maybe don't. (laughs) (laughs) But if you need to, yeah. uh, I'm at the Omniarc yeah. on all of the
3: things.
0: <laughs> if you want to get hold of all us, we are tanked Upcast almost everywhere on Twitter, on blah, on the other one, Instagram. We're starting. I tweeted some beers out earlier. We're starting to use it a little bit oh, more after our okay. our blackout of sort of social media usage from, uh, you know, the last social sort of six media? months or nine months or however long it's been really uh, you can also go to out of lives not net to look at the other articles you can listen to Adil and i on geek out weekly as well which goes live every monday at midday on this twitch channel out of lives network or search uh, for us in your podcast service of choice as you can do with tanked up as well leave us a review and rate us if you are kind enough to do so also go to the YouTube page to watch any of the VODs and things of the gameplay and stuff that we are kind of playing through the week. That seems like all of the things I have to hit on. Um, would any of you like to finish the episode out? Oh, Adel, has got something Yes, good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, on all those platforms, if you could like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, whatever the platform deems, you know how these algorithms work. Do well, the thing for us that the algorithm wants, please, because it helps us Reach more people, etc. Yeah, yeah,
0: and also maybe come to the Discord as well. Come and chat to us. Come and tell us about the beers yeah. that you're drinking, or the games that you're playing, and just generally, you know, have a fun time hanging sure. out. Yeah, we're always about Lucy. Not so much; she's busy. But we're we're we're. Uh,
2: oh, I'll have a chat with you. Yeah, I, I, I got
1: I got no life. Anything? It's fine. I'll be there. <laughs>
2: day's gone. That's it. Oh. hinder. And <laughs> <laughs> good, gone, gone, Good, and with oh, no,
0: that, no, 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 no. with <laughs> that we have been tanked up. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net.